feeling overwhelmed by the hustle and bustle of modern life, need a break from the stress and noise. Introducing the Finding Peace Retreat, a place where you can find joy while connecting with your inner light and possibly even discover the secret to why you can't parallel park. Imagine a serene oasis where you can unplug, unwind, and connect with nature. A place where you can finally get a reprieve you only dreamed about, especially from those pesky mimes, clowns, and monkeys. Join us for five days of self-discovery, connection, and rejuvenation. Engage in powerful experiential training and guided meditation. Forge lifelong friendships with like-minded journeys on the path of life. You may even discover you aren't the only one who cries every time you watch The Wizard of Oz. Here is what one past participant said about their experience. I had several events in my life where people passed away that were really close to me and I didn't know how to cope with that loss. I also had a chronic illness that um, I had a lot of pain from and um, a lot of traumatic surgeries. I didn't know how to deal with that. I had a lot of mistreatment from others that caused me to feel like I wasn't enough. I had a lot of wounds in my life that I didn't know how to get over. I felt nervous at first going. I was afraid people were going to judge me for the way that I was and for my past. But because of the activities that we did and the building upon each other, the, the way that they built up on each other, it helped me learn how to trust people and see that they were really loving and they just wanted to help. My biggest takeaway from the experience was that I didn't need to feel shame for the things that I had in my past and that I could turn to others in my struggles. I felt like I had the tools that would help me when I was in bad places to overcome um, my everyday struggles. And I learned that I could turn to my friends each day and become better. I could overcome what I had going on in my life at the time. Don't let the chaos of the world hold you back. Rediscover your purpose. Live authentically and unleash your full potential. Reserve your spot at the Finding Peace Retreat before it sells out. Take your first step on a transformational journey by going to FindingPeaceRetreat.com today. We have all had painful events in our lives that can lead to depression, anxiety, addiction, or broken relationships. But here's a secret. It is not about what happened to us that causes suffering. It's the stories we believe about ourselves. Join us as we shine light on how to rewrite our stories, avoid the shadows of shame, and travel along the pathway to joy, love, and connection. It's the Finding Peace Podcast with your host, Amazon best-selling author, Troy L. Love. Welcome to this episode of the Finding Peace Podcast. As you heard in our last episode, we're doing something new this, this time. We are using the Finding Peace worksheet in order to help people find greater peace, joy, and clarity 
about different things that are going on in their lives. And today, our guest is going to be Jenny. Jenny currently is finishing her master's degree in social work at ASU, and she has a bachelor's degree in child development. Jenny has been a part of the Finding Peace journey since the beginning. If you've ever read the workbook, you'll know that my good friend Matt Wheeler, who did the preface, recommended that you don't read the book by yourself, but you actually read it together with a group of friends, almost like a book club. And Jenny has followed that advice to the T and has run several book groups and social groups around the Finding Peace model and the work that is there. And she's learned a lot about herself in the process. Now that she's getting her master's in social work, she also is using this model with her own clients in her internships. In all of these capacities, Jenny finds joy being with others on their healing journey. She loves working around the work of trauma, and she also loves expressive art therapy. Jenny and her husband have four children, and they enjoy going on adventures around the globe and watching movies together. Please join me in welcoming Jenny. Welcome Jenny to the Finding Peace podcast. This is where the magic happens in this room here. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about the situation where you want to find a little bit more peace or joy or love or calmness about. I fell in a frozen lake one time and almost drowned, and my brother also, and I tried to save him. How old were you when that happened? I was in the third grade, so about that eight, I'm not sure. Eight or nine years old? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. So when you think about that today, what's the, where, where do you feel the distress the most where do i feel it in my body or sure mm-hmm. or how does it show up oh in your how does life? it show up in my life um saving other people and um maybe a sense of powerlessness and i i can't overcome i I can't save myself. I can't save other people. Um, I'm not enough. I wasn't enough. Mm. So the, you have a sense that you are responsible for saving everyone. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about what shadow that is in a second. <laughs> All right. So as we always start out with first, it's the facts. So what are the facts of this situation? Do you want me to say it in a sentence or just a couple of facts? Since you know how to do this um, already, you pick. Okay. Uh, my brother asked me if I wanted to go out to the lake and catch ice bugs or water gliders. My babysitter was sleeping on the couch and I said, I don't know if it's a good idea said it would be okay and I went with him 
we went on the ice and he was on one side and I was on the other and he fell through and I went to go get him and I fell through and went to the bottom and tried to kick off my snow boots. They wouldn't come off. I was near the bottom and they wouldn't come off and I and then I they came off eventually and then I came to the surface, tried to go over to this other side. I handed him like a limb and it slipped from his hands and I went to go get help. And then when I came back, uh, a neighbor said that they had heard him screaming and saved him. So now, if you were going to put that all into one to two sentences, mm -hmm. what would you say? I fell in the ice. My brother fell in the ice and I swam to the surface and tried to pull him out mm -hmm. and somebody else rescued him. All right. Would it be okay to say, and I almost died? And I almost died, yes. Mm -hmm. All right. So as you think about that experience, what attachment wounds did that either create or open up? Powerlessness really stands out to me. I am powerless to save myself. I was barely able to. Um, so I, that's, a, that's a core belief. What's the wound? What's the wound? Oh, the wound. Thank you. Mm -hmm. The wound loss, for sure. And I don't know if rejection definitely comes up. Rejection from whom? Um, I guess myself, but it's uh, no one, no one else. I um, I don't know if there's a betrayal one that kind of comes up. I'm just trying to think through it in my mind because I felt like someone should have showed up for me mm. and my brother there. So would that be neglect? Neglect, yeah. Here we go. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So we have a neglect wound and a potential loss wound. Mm-hmm. All right. So then when those two wounds get hit for you today, what do you believe about yourself as a result? What are those core beliefs? Neglect. Uh, well, nobody's going to show up for me. I gotta do everything myself. Mm. I'm responsible. Nobody's gonna save me or anybody else. Might as well do it. I gotta do everything. So, and loss. Oh, I I just I have to save me and I have to save everybody else. And I don't know loss. I'm not. Things aren't going to be the same as they once were a bit. Yeah. So I'm responsible for making sure that we don't lose things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Things are going to be better. Do whatever I have to do to make that possible. Mm -hmm. So I have to make sure everyone else is taken care of. Yeah. Okay. Where do those... Um, 
core beliefs show up in your life today? Mm. That I have, I have to do it all myself. No one else is going to do it. And I'm also responsible for everybody else. I, I don't know. And with, I guess my work, I just, I have to do everything. Nobody's going to do it. My family. I I have a fear that I'm not going to show up for my family the way that I want to. And that gets pretty intense. Um, so if you're identifying like, if I don't show up for my family, then what will happen? Then I'm going to be a bad mom or I'm going to be... A, um, a bad wife and, and I'm not enough I'm you know I, that's my responsibility that's that's what I need to do I need to do certain things or I am neglecting them mm. and so if I do that and I'm a bad mom or a bad wife ultimately what will happen they will leave me all right so we got mm. that Thank same you. that loss wound right yeah I'm gonna lose them yeah I'm I have to do I have to show up in all the ways so that they don't, so I don't lose them. Yeah. Just like I had to show up for my brother or else I was going to lose him. Yeah. Right. So that, that belief of I have to show up for everyone mm -hmm. or else I'm going to lose them. I have to show up for myself. I'm going to lose me mm -hmm. is a theme Yeah. in your life, right? Yeah. Which then leads you to do what kind of numbing behaviors? Mm. There's workaholism, which is <laughs> one of my favorites. <laughs> so I work myself so much that I'm not able to show up for my family like I want to. I try to check off all the boxes of what I'm supposed to do for my family. And if that shame comes up, if I don't do this and that and show up at these times, then I'm a bad mom and I'm a bad wife. and. So, um, I guess, yeah, the workaholism, the, um, that's a pretty big one. Yeah. <laughs> workaholism. You put a lot of time and right yeah. now you're going to school, right? Mm -hmm. So how does that show up in school too? Oh, I work hard to make sure that everything is perfect. It's It's got to be because I can't fail because I have to show up for me and show up for other people or I'm not enough. Mm. So really at the core of this is I am not enough. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not enough, I'm going to lose people. Mm -hmm. That's at the core. Yeah. Okay. So then what what is the core emotion that is also connected to all of this? Uh, yeah, definitely fear. <laughs> yeah. Yes, fear comes from a sense that something really bad is going to happen. In yeah. this case, I'm going to lose everybody and I'm powerless to stop it. Yes. So I'm going to do everything in my power, work extra hard, check all the boxes, do everything so that I don't lose them. 
Yeah. What's that like? It's painful. It's hard. It's exhausting. Hmm. What, what mutated emotions does that turn into for you? Anxiety, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's... Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I hit some hopelessness sometimes, and then I'll jump back into the anxiety. So, frustration. Mostly that anxiety, though. So you live with a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Can you imagine what your life would be like if you didn't? Mm. Sometimes I have to do meditation kind of things, imagining what my true self would be like. Mm. What do you imagine it would be like? Mm. Free. Uh it would be calm. It would be filled with more light and love. I would be more connected with my loved ones. Mm. All right. So you mentioned shame a little while ago. Some shame definitely is getting in the way of all of this. So who is showing up for you? The judge, for sure. The judge <laughs> tell me it has to be this way or else, Jenny, you failed. You didn't do it right. It's, you know, going to be crappy. And you did it again and again and again. And then I think I get a lot of these coming up. I mean, I think the royal, that's a hard one to even admit, comes up like people aren't doing it right, and um, you have to show them how to do it, and you know how to do it right. And um, and then my judge will come back up on that. <laughs> um, that's not right, Jenny. That's not within your value system. How could you even think that? Um, politician, oh, you got to show everybody that you're perfect. You have to be perfect. That's or they're not going to like you. They won't like you if they knew how you really are. My martyr, oh, if you don't do this, then they won't like you. You have to show up the way they want you to. Hmm. Impotent one, you can't do this. You can't overcome this. And rebel, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> screw them, who cares? <laughs> So they all come out. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's tackle them. So what does your judge look like? Mm. I try to do that eight-year-old child kind of imagery. So just kind of uh, really that that girl from 13 going on 30 comes up for me and so your judge is a teenager yeah a young teenage mm -hmm. girl yeah okay so just close your eyes for a second and imagine that you have this 13 year old girl um who's probably very similar age to the other teenager that currently lives in your house um so except it's a girl right and it tells you how you should live your life so how receptive would you be to your teenager who's currently living in your house to telling you how you should live your life? 
Uh, no, you don't get to tell me <laughs> how to live my life. That's my job. Okay, so what's it like to just imagine that for so long this teenage judge really has been telling you how to live your life? Oh, it just, it's, I don't know, torturing is the word that comes to mind. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> yeah. This sucks. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll move uh, We'll move the judge somewhere. Where in the room do you want the judge to be right now? Just over there. Way over there. Yeah. Way over there in the corner. <laughs> Stand in the corner. Okay. Yeah. Now, the royal, if you take a moment and just imagine what the royal looks like, sounds like, what does it look like and sound like for mm. you? Uh, the royal is really like the ice queen on... Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, from Narnia for oh, me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very manipulative. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So the ice queen from Narnia, right? And yeah, Queen Judith. She says what to you? Oh, you know better. Like, you know better than other people. Like, they, they don't know what's going on. Like, and you're fine. Like, just the way mm. you are. <laughs> like, don't let people tell you. You need to be just perfect. We're mm. good. It actually feels really nice to hear that sometimes, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. Denial. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, where would she be? Oh. Right here. Standing right next to you, like <laughs> breathing down your neck. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you mention the politician? I did. Okay. So, what does your politician look like? Mm. Trying to remember um, from the it's like the Good Witch from Wicked. Oh, Glenda. Mm -hmm. Okay, she's yeah, all she's all she's all fluffy and pretty. Yeah. Uh huh. Perfect. Wow. <laughs> and so she tells you what? Oh, be like this, and everybody's gonna like you. It's mm. yeah, like if you dress up look nice, look pretty, do everything perfect. Everybody's going to love you. And then you're going to be popular. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay. So where is she? Oh, well, my royal was right here. Does my royal get to move? Because she's kind of like leaning well, in here. Right they stand here. right like, next hey. to you. They're both yeah. like invading your space. Mm -hmm. They're just standing like on I'm your right side. Right here, like, oh, she's kneeling. Oh, like, begging, looking up at you like, please. Yeah. Martyr? Oh, my martyr. Um, what she looks like is kind of in like those 90s um, jumpsuit kind of things. <laughs> I don't even know. Like kind of the velvety. Like, oh, the jazzer? Okay. Oh. Yeah, like the velvety ones. <laughs> uh -huh. Like um, Britney Spears kind of. Okay. Somewhere with the ponytail up yep. and oh. kind of like a purse. And Got it. I'm going to sit on the couch. We're good. It's like, just, yeah, just, it's, yeah. Um, oh, no, that's the impotent one. Oh, no, that's the impotent one. That's my one. impotent one. The oh. martyr is uh, from... Uh, Let's see, um, more from, I'm trying to think, um, like a woman that looks like she's from the 50s and she's got like that apron on and the perfect like dress. and um, From Leave it to Beaver, the mom from Leave it to Beaver. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the movie, um, 
the one with Oprah Winfrey and um, I'm trying to think of um, and Reese Reese Witherspoon. I'm trying mm. to think. I don't know what it's called. Anyway, um, they have these moms that kind of come out in the perfect mm-hmm. outfits and yep. kind of um, yeah, just their high heels on and we're all going to do the same thing and we're going to be perfect and it's going to mm. like work out. So, Got yeah. it. All right. And so what does she say to you? Um, you have to do these things for other people or they're not going to like you. They're not going to show up. They're, they're going to leave you. So you got to do it the way they want. Mm. It's your responsibility to yeah. make everyone happy. Yeah clean up everything, make it look perfect. And she goes with the politician nicely. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they they hold hands, right? Yeah. So where's the martyr? The martyr. Um, yeah, probably just kind of right here. Okay, so on your left-hand side, about yeah. two feet away? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the impotent one? Um. Probably right over here. Yeah, sitting in that chair over there in the corner. We got a massage chair sitting in the corner. She's just, uh, yeah. And what should she tell you? Sitting on the couch. Oh, crap. This isn't going to work. This is just, just, just give up. You can't do this. You're always going to be this way. You're always, you're never going to overcome this. Like, why do you even try? Just live in it. Like... You, you're just going to be like this. Mm. And then where's the rebel? Right behind my left shoulder, I guess. Like right there, a couple feet back. What does it look like? Mm. Uh, <laughs> trying to think of, um, like, there's a character from The Flash, and um, she, yeah, kind of just, has her outfit kind of zipped down a little bit and she's got some, you know, mm. um, like jean skirt or a, a leather, leather, leather skirt leather, art leather on, skirt. a little bit too short, probably, mm. <laughs> you know, like Jenny, just push everybody away, isolate yourself, go under covers and hide and eat whatever the heck you want and push them away, like. You don't you don't need to deal with this. They don't, yeah, know what's going on. Teaming up with that royal there. Mm. All right. So take a deep breath. Just kind of in your mind, look around to each of them as they're all looking at you. Which one really is at the core of this core belief that you are responsible? To save the world. The martyr. Mm. And so she she tells you that. So I want you to ask her this question. So first I want you to tell her that you see her standing there. Okay. And then I want you to ask her this question. What is the pain what is the suffering that you really are trying to prevent me from having to face or deal with by telling me that i am responsible 
for everyone. What is the pain that you're trying to prevent me? From having to face or deal with. Loss. It's, yeah, I don't want to be alone. Mm. She doesn't want you to be alone. Yeah. Mm. She doesn't want you to be alone because, what does she tell you? You don't want me to be alone because... So it would be horrible to be alone, to not have anybody, to lose my family and friends, and I know it would just be devastating to not have you. You wouldn't be able to handle it. Has there ever been a time when you were really alone? Yeah. When? Uh, as a teenager. Like when I was like 16. Yeah. So she never wants you to feel that way again. No. So the way she's telling you to do that is by saving the world, being the hero for everybody. Mm -hmm. So when you hear her saying, Jenny, the, the way that you prevent yourself from ever feeling like you did when you were a teenager is... By sacrificing yourself, throwing yourself under the bus, making sure everybody else's needs are met, being perfect in every way, that is the way that you will then prevent yourself from ever being alone again. What comes up? A sense of loneliness. Mm. Because I know that's not... I'm, I'm losing people by doing what she's saying. Oh, so it's having the opposite effect. Mm -hmm. So when you are trying to like do everything for everybody, you actually are losing people. Yeah. Who are you losing? Uh, my family and my friends. Mm. So it's not working? No. Is there actually a guarantee in this world that you get to keep everybody no. unfortunately right right people die yeah. people move away mm -hmm. it's part of the loss wound itself right yeah it just stinks mm -hmm. but it's the truth so she's not telling the truth in multiple ways number one people will leave people will die people will go so there really isn't anything you can do to prevent that. No. And second, by you trying to be everything to everybody, you're actually losing yourself. Yes. So what happens when you hear that? You connect with that. Well, I feel sadness. Like, I, I know that I'm losing myself, losing time, my friends, and my family that I could have with them, being with the shadows instead. And 
feel really sad because I am losing these things and I can see them. So, is there something you want to do about that? Yes. I would like to change that. I would like to let go. Okay. So, first, I want you to tell her thank you for doing her best to try and prevent you from feeling more loss in your life. Thank you for trying to help me from not experiencing loss in my life. How much has she helped? She has not helped me. She hasn't? <laughs> no. Well, tell her that then. You have not helped me. Thank you for trying, but it's actually not helpful at all. Mm. What do you notice that she does? Shrinks back. Okay. When she shrinks back, what happens inside of you? I feel more light and truth. Where do you feel the light and the truth in your body? Like in my chest in the middle. Right, right where your heart is? Mm-hmm. What color is it? I mean, yellow is what comes to mind immediately. And what temperature is it? It's a cool, like spring day kind of feeling nice what texture is it it's kind of like misty clouds Mm. so i want you to just breathe into that and let it expand with every breath that you take throughout your whole body and as you breathe into that I want you to ask your body this this light a question, not your mind, but this light. What is actually true about me? I am enough. The way I show up. Even if I get a B? <laughs> Even if the dishes are dirty? Yes. So say it again. Even if I get a B. No, the first part. That part, I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. Okay. Breathe into that. And if you are enough, that means other people are responsible for what? For themselves. Yeah. I'm responsible for me. Yeah. They are responsible for them. Yeah. So I know you have a um, religious background. So I'll speak to your faith. There was somebody else that took upon him people's weakness. Yes. People's struggles. So that's not your job. Somebody already took that Mm -hmm. job. Yeah. So can you let him have it? What's your job? To take care of me. Even, uh, yes, that's a responsibility, but what's your job? To let go, try my best. No. No? (laughs) No. That's what your judge tells you. Oh, okay. What's, What's his number one commandment? 
To love. Yeah. That's your job. Yeah. To love. To love. To love your higher power. To love your fellow men mm -hmm. and to love you. That's your job. Not to save them, mm -hmm. to love them. Yeah. What comes up? Mm. That sense of peace, and it's true. And I do love other people, and I want to show them that. Mm -hmm. And I want to love myself and show up for myself hmm. so can you breathe into that and let that just keep expanding with the light inside of you and we have the judge over there the teenager who's mm -hmm. saying yeah but you got to do it perfectly you got to love perfectly mm -hmm. you got to show up perfectly can't make any mistakes mm -hmm. as as she's saying that over there and you're connecting with this light. What's happening? And she's moving away kind of quickly because that's, I'm saying it's not true. Mm -hmm. And the ice queen over here is telling you that, you know, why can't people just notice how many things you do do for them? And why can't people notice that you know what you're talking about? And they should just recognize how amazing of a hero you are. No, that's not what it's about. So what is she doing? She's just kind of walking away now, like mm -hmm. moving back because I'm not letting it in. And then we got Glenda here who's saying, but, you know, you got to just show up so you can be popular so that people will love you and just vote for you and think you're so special. I just, she just kind of moves back because I'm like, no, that's not what I want. I, what, what do you want? I want to love people and, and be seen. I want people to really see me. Mm. You want to be seen? Yeah. As what? The doer? The busy lady? No. Me? Just you? Yeah. People do see you. All right, so we got the impotent one sitting over there on the on the couch, yeah. saying, "Well, probably not going to get it right. Probably not going to hold on to this for very long, and, and then it will just—you'll forget it, and it'll just be whatever. <laughs> just give up right now." No, I. I need to be myself. Mm. You are yourself. Yes. <laughs> what are you feeling? Um, love. Mm. So breathe that in. Keep breathing that in. Where do you feel that the most in your body? More in my eyes. Mm. So your truth is? I am enough. And from that place of truth, what do you need? That's why my shadow's coming. Oh, what happens? Oh, 
you don't need anything. <laughs> oh, that's your royal right there, right? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay, you got it. Um, acceptance. Hmm. Yeah, attention and presence. And well, assurance that it's going to be okay. And who can do that for you? Who can give that to you? Myself. She, she, you are a really good person to give that to yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who else can give that to you? My husband. Yep. Mm -hmm. Does he? Yes. All the time. Yeah. Who else? Um, can remind you you're my, enough. My friends. They do. Mm -hmm. Often. Okay. Your higher power. Yes, my higher so you, you can get that need map from lots and lots of places. Yeah. So breathe in your truth again. Do you notice your body just did something? Hmm. What'd your body do? Kind of just dropped a little bit. Uh -huh. <laughs> Let go. <laughs> okay. So from that place of affirmation and truth what are your choices to reach out to my husband to my my friends to speak to my higher power which is Christ and and, and I do inner child work and just talking to myself and ask them all for that assurance and acceptance that I'm enough and to be present with me. And what would it be like to say no? To say no? Mm -hmm. For someone to say no to For me? you to say no to somebody. Oh. Well, that's hard, but... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Especially but, uh, yeah. when the martyr's saying you, you shouldn't say no. You have yeah. to say yes, right? Yes, it would be freeing, though. Mm -hmm. So you have you have a lot of stuff happening over the next couple of months. Mm -hmm. you have, uh, finishing up a master's degree. Yeah. Lots of responsibilities. So what's one thing you could say no to? I'm not saying you have mm, to, but yeah. just what's one thing you could say no to? I said no to a lot of things lately, so... Wow. Okay, so think about you saying no and connecting it with that light inside. That reassurance that it's going to be okay, even if you said no. You are enough, mm -hmm. even though you said no. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I can think of something. What happens? Oh, my body relaxes more and like, it's okay. <laughs> I can let go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, feels like it's going to be okay. It is going to be okay. Give myself reassurance. Mm -hmm. Assurance. Wow. Well done. Thank you. So proud of you. Thank you. Thanks for your help. You're welcome. Thank you for being on the podcast today. I'm sure that you, your story has resonated with a lot of people and touched a lot of people's lives. So thank you. You've been listening to the Finding Peace podcast. If you love the show or want to ask a question, let us know by going to findingpeaceconsulting.com. There, you can also learn about the Finding Peace five-day challenge. Remember to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss the next episode. And if you are listening on iTunes, 
please give us a five-star rating. It really does help other people find this podcast more easily. Thank you for spending part of your journey with us. And a special thanks to Johnny Porter for producing the show and A.G. Flux for the new background music. Copyright Finding Peace Consulting.